When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daryl Crowley. And I'm Nick And you're listening to Agony. Nave. Garou, do you have something to say? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very serene this week. Are you? Very serene. I wonder yeah. why that now, is. If it wasn't for the cold... Uh, yeah, it's cold. Good God, it is Baltic. It is Baltic. Now, I have to say, I really feel sorry for a woman uh, across the road from me this morning. I was looking out, looking out at the minus five. And <laughs> there was a woman across the road getting her windows put in. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I imagine it's been a battle. You know the way you like to get anyone to do any work oh, in your I house? Oh, I know, it's desperate. You can't get anyone. No, like, you it can't. It takes months and months and months. And I imagine she's been waiting for this. I'd say this is probably like, so she thought long. she'd have the windows for Christmas. I know. And they weren't in. And she was furious. And she's come hell high upset. water. She's already upset. <laughs> they're going in the first chance that she can get them in. And here we are. Uh, <laughs> minus five. And they're knocking at her front window. <laughs> I'd say... That house is going to be cold till spring. <laughs> you need to get the, uh, the you know, the coat you wear when you go outdoor swimming. You need one oh, of them. Oh, yeah. I'd say she's probably sitting around in a dry rope. Yeah. Dry rope. That's the man. God love Either her. that or one of those duvet coats. <laughs> I know, yeah. I actually, I have a down, uh, like a down. Um, of course you do. Kind of puffer jacket. No, really? Uh, that I, I had to wear in the movie. And so, did they let you keep it? Well, less... <laughs> did you they didn't say I couldn't <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> well then that's the same <laughs> what happened was we, no in my defence that's the same as my Eurovision yeah, outfit yeah, yeah exactly they didn't say I couldn't take it home <laughs> so you'll see you'll see Neve down just perusing through mangoes and little in a big purple frock that's the same no length. no no not that one it's the same length as the middle I only kept aisle. the winning one <laughs> Oh, the other one, I'd say the other one was burned in a bin when he came home. No, home. no, no. Somebody else owned that. Oh, me. they just lent it to you? No, no, no. I, no. I mean, they made it for me. But the thing is... And then they took it back. Yeah. Listen, the incidents of wearing that purple dress, I'd have to go around with... Wow. So I have to... Because I had to stand on something for that dress. Could you like an altered? No. <laughs> just taking it up like a, dry, like a bridesmaid's dress. Take 40 foot off it. <laughs> no, God, no. I thought... I have to say now, the thing about that dress, Neve, is uh, <laughs> you looked about three foot taller. Yeah, I know, because I was. <laughs> I was standing on a box. On a box. <laughs> it's like box heels. I was like, what it happened Neve? It wouldn't work out in Lidl. <laughs> no. Sorry, Lidl. <laughs> yeah, you'd be all the way down the middle aisle. I would be. There'd be people, <laughs> people Sweeping running. up so <laughs> You'd be at the tail and there'd be people running their trolley over <laughs> at the chainsaws. <laughs> Anyway, you were telling me about the duvets. I, I don't know, we were talking about duvet. Oh, jungles. yeah. What happened was, mm-hmm. right, uh, we were flying back from somewhere. We we did the last scene somewhere abroad yeah. and we were flying back and I just had all my costumes. 
but I just had to bring them back in the case and then nobody's ever asked for them so I oh, well. we can keep it <laughs> well so until they come you're keeping them safe for them keep uh, just minding them minding, minding them, them. Minding yeah, them. Yeah. oh god I had a jacket that belonged to a friend of mine like that just minding for a long time just minding storage storage, storage is a premium in these <laughs> small apartments these days <laughs> um, so how are you Neve? I'm very good Not, why, why are you serene? I just think I'm a bit more relaxed. Ah, uh, good, good. Than I have been. Because you've been a little, I've been you very know, stressed. irritable. Very stressed. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Speaking of irritable, Neve, I kicked oh. off. I have to say now. That was I very short lived, the serene moment. Very, no, you've annoyed me now. I'll tell you what happened. I was in Belfast, right? Okay. Love a bit of Belfast. Really? Lovely. I was staying in a hotel, which I will not name, the Maldron. <laughs> and what happened was, I was in Belfast for two nights mm-hmm. and then the next night I was in Limerick. Okay. Right? So Belfast to Limerick, long drive. It's a thing. Yeah, big drive. So, but I decided what I'd do is I would stay in Belfast and I'd get a really good night's sleep. Okay. And then I would drive. I'd do the four hour drive over the course of a day. Very chilled. Very, yeah, understandable. You know, visit all the apple greens. Sensible. Have a lovely time. Yes. I'd be very relaxed And there are several the to visit. Yeah. Because if, if I come home. With an odd circle K. With an odd circle K, exactly. Mm-hmm. Circle K is delicious for a chocolate croissant. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I decided I'd do it that way because I knew if I came home, then I'd be leaving in Friday evening traffic to go and do the gate. I was like, no, 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 no. we're not doing that. Leisurely, leisurely pace from Belfast would be uh-huh. lovely on the Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, now, when I say I wanted a night's sleep, I was knackered, right? Okay. I was absolutely knackered because I had to do two shows a night for this yeah, thing I was recording. Tired, yeah. Knackered. From four o'clock in the morning in the Maldron. The fire alarm started. Why? I don't know why. I rang them and I asked them that question very politely at first. <laughs> so, but when that did we, <laughs> fire alarm persisted to ring, did, did for we try? Hours, how many different ways can we ring reception and ask the same question? Yeah, it was just like I don't know if you've heard the siren that has been going off. <laughs> In everybody's room. And it's like, oh, and do you know what was hilarious was? What? They were like, oh, don't worry about that. No, that's grand. No, there's no fire at all. I was like, that's not the issue. The issue if there was a fire, I still wouldn't I be getting I need to sleep. I need to sleep. <laughs> I'm oh paying. My God. Yeah. I'm paying you to let me sleep. Six times. Well, sorry, when I say six times, it went on three times, like on the air every hour. But it, it, it went off like two minutes apart. Why? So you're like, oh, it's done. They never said. Did you get any... Recompense for did that? I what? Did I you did get not your money get back? nothing. Well, absolutely nothing. Well, I have a question. Go on. You were in Belfast. Yeah. You know, eight miles from where I live. I did think I could now I could knock up the cavernous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wish, <laughs> wish I'd chosen a better way to phrase that. I'll be honest with you. In my mid fifties, that's not happening. <laughs> But I just thought, like... I'd be right up there with, you know, St. Elizabeth. <laughs> It'd be a miracle. St. Elizabeth, I forgot about St. Elizabeth. Yeah, she's the one who had the, the, the child very late. She had the child very late. Um, she was, is she that had why the chi- she was a saint? She, she had was like, John, John the Baptist. She had John the Baptist first. Oh, she... Now, was, was Elizabeth, was she Lazarus's sister? No, she was Mary's sister. Mary Christ. Mary Christ. Mary Christ's sister. Well, now... What a family. It it's seems like every conception in that family was a miracle. <laughs> a lot of very confused husbands. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs>
So, this week, you're serene. Well, serene. you were until I, was, I reminded yeah. you about your stay. Um, this week, I am mostly enjoying the fact that I have finished all the birthdays of my family. So my two children and my husband are now, I have paid due attention to their birthdays and now we're approaching the bench, which is my birthday in two weeks. And you know how it is. I like to advertise it. She does. But 13th of February. Yes, that's right. You will also know Sonia is also the 13th of February. Wait, why, Much more why, important. Why? Why Sonia again? Why Sonia <laughs> Jesus, I'm the one here. She's the queen of hearts. <laughs> I am She's the, the one here, hearts. not her. Right, uh, we're going to have to get her on as a guest. Anyway, so the fly in the ointment is... Go on. My sister, my youngest sister, who I adore, right, Aoife. Well, I adore all my sisters, but in particular, my youngest sister is about to give birth for the first time. <sighs> right? She's 40 in March, but she has this long-awaited absolute gem of a child is arriving. Do you know what our due date is? Very exciting. Oh my, is it your birthday? No, it's the 10th, but it's like dangerously close. Um, Do you know what that means? I'm going to have all of three feckin' days to advertise my birthday if that child comes on its day. And if it comes on my day, I'm blown out. That's it. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I'd be very excited. But can you imagine? I can't remember. First babies, babies, they go earlier. Isn't there a... My mother went over on all of us, right? Okay. So, and then my older sister went over on her, both of her children. So she was two weeks, everybody was two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Okay. So I was due, Jack, on the 20th of January and I was very chilled about the fact that I wasn't going to have this child on time because clearly in my family, that's not what happens. But on the 20th of January, Jack decided he was coming, whether I had my legs shaved or not. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be like a meerkat for the next two weeks every time the phone rings. I know. Is it, is it time? <laughs> oh, no, no. Do you think, will they tell you? Will they tell you when the labour starts or will they tell you when the baby's born? Don't know. I, I mean, we didn't tell them when the labour started because it started at two o'clock in the morning. Nobody yeah, wants to hear that we, news. We've always, they don't need to be involved in that situation. We've always been told when the labour starts. <laughs> it's too long then. Yeah, it's very long. It's too long. You only really need to know midway or even just as the approach is coming. <laughs> when you can see the runway. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we want to know. <laughs> Spoken like a man who's never given birth, right? <laughs> yeah. When the, when the, when the fasten seatbelt sign goes thanks, on. Thanks. That's what you want to know. I know. No, I'm so excited for it. But the thing is, she's going to have all these people with advice. <laughs> like, just, yeah. But she, we're so excited. We're like, but the we're thing about it is, she's 40, so she knows enough to say, everyone just jog on. Thanks. Jog on. <laughs> <laughs> I know back in the day, all the mothers congregated to yeah. pass on advice. But, this ain't happening. But we have Podcast, we're grand. <laughs> Neve, we've a follow up. Oh, love a follow we've up. A follow up from a fellow Neve. Okay. Uh, and she says, I've been listening to your pod and finished the one where you talk about Kylie and Jason going back to neighbours. And I have a fun slash enviable fact. Ooh. This is enviable. I work in the I work in Edinburgh for People's Postcode Lottery. <gasps> I see that on the TV all the time. I think to myself, I, I could enter that. And I should. Jason Donovan has just come on board as an ambassador. Nave, can Jason Donovan come to my house? We need an inside track. Okay. Haven't met him yet as I had to work from home the day he came into the office to collect a parcel, but that never arrived. That's a whole other story. But yeah, thought you would like to hear that. Love the pod. And it's funny hearing someone say Neve so much because no one here can pronounce the damn name. So I'm not used to hearing it so often. Oh, Neve. Yeah, but you Jason know. Jason Donovan. Imagine Jason, Jason Donovan. Donovan on a regular basis. I remember years ago, right? I'd be very I happy. did the panel on RTE. And oh, I remember. It was the last season. They cancelled it shortly after I was on it. 
I'm not sure if that was ever. <laughs> there may not be a direct correlation. There may be no cause and effect there. <laughs> but I remember the week after I was on it, yeah. uh, Eleanor Tiernan was on it. Oh. And Jason Donovan was on that show. And I knew when I was doing my episode, I was like, that he Jason was, was going to be on Eleanor's show. And I think I, I can't remember who I had. I think I had some, I know, some nutcase that didn't believe in science, essentially. Oh, okay. You know, that was fun. You know, it was like Big Bang versus God and creationism. And where did you fall into that? Because I can't see on either side. I just, my eyes glazed over. Like, I cut this. <laughs> I <left them> <laughs> it's like, off his go, lads. Um, that's very exciting. I have to say, I love Neighbours. Uh, Do you know my favourite characters in Neighbours were the identical twins? Yeah. Do you remember um, Caroline and Christina? One of them was married to Paul Robinson. The other one had an affair with Paul Robinson. Oh, it was very exciting. Sure Do you remember them? No. They, oh, Neve. You don't remember the twins from Neighbours? They came back into it about two years ago. They were in it for six episodes. Okay. My experience of Neighbours was very brief. Right. Uh, because I had a life. Nate. <laughs> no, no. Gail no, no. and Gillian Blakeney were icons. No, I'm sure they were. The funny thing is, I didn't really watch a lot of TV. There was a period of time for 10 years where I used to read the, the notes in the newspaper to see what was happening. So I could actually speak to people but I didn't watch a lot of TV I loved Neighbours Neighbours was fun it was, and it was short it was nice it was handy yeah 25 minutes yeah. but uh, the, the twins from Neighbours they were identical twins in real life yeah and they they were called Gail and Gillian they had a very brief pop career and what about the what about the doctor what was the doctor, doctor's name in Sorry, I can't help you with notes on Apple Watch <laughs> <laughs> what did you say I have no idea what that was <laughs> Something that made your watch talk to us. Oh wow! Oh my god! I've just looked at my watch and it has transcribed everything we've said. Everything that we've <laughs> said. <laughs> god, the world is strange. <laughs> but Gail and Gillian—they were identical okay. twins. They were fab. They had a very brief pop career. Okay. One of the things they did was they released a cover version of "I Want to Be Your Lover" by Prince. Okay. Yeah. I'm away to look that up. You should. I bet. I'll bet it's on YouTube. It's somewhere. great. The video was filmed in uh, on the on the under, the underground. Okay, so the chances like are metallic mini skirts. The chances are I'm not going to have to look this up. A link will be coming. Yeah, even I'll as be like, forwarding you a link. Even as I'm they were goddesses, Neve. They were goddesses. <laughs> well, um, Neve. That, any day. That's the sort of update we want, Neve. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If anyone else is having a brush with anybody's neighbours related. We want to know. We want to know. Okay, so we have a problem. We have a problem. Okay, so I'm going to start with this one. And it's from Tina. Not a real name, obviously. Uh, so, dear Neven Grod, I'm loving the pod. OMG, I'm a newbie. I've just been listening since Christmas and I'm obsessed. I was recommended the podcast by a friend and I have to confess, I didn't know either of you until now, but I'm so glad I do. That's a real slap in the face. I know. <laughs> we start off with I'm loving the pod, so we're all Very over that. Very much a compliment and sandwich then, there. <laughs> who the hell are you? <laughs> anyway, I live in a rural village in England and I love to take long walks on my own. So a new podcast is like finding a new friend. Well, I'm loving that. So my problem is this. I have one brother and we don't see eye to eye. We have never been close at all. He married a woman who never liked me and it did drive a wedge between us. To be honest, it wasn't great to start with. We were just very different people. 
Our parents have passed away and he is the only family I have. But to be honest, I'm happy with that. I don't miss him or feel that I'm missing out on having a brother. I feel like that there has been a lot of blood under the bridge and I have no interest in having a tentative relationship with someone I have to pussyfoot around. He has always been domineering and judgmental. I've been single a long time and recently started seeing someone. He suggested that maybe it would be good to meet him for a chat, but I wonder, am I opening myself up to a world of pain? What do you think? I know I probably sound really heartless, but I feel like I've given him a lot of my time and worry over the years and it hasn't done me any good. Love to hear your thoughts about it. Tina. Ooh. I know there's a lot going on in this, isn't there? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean... I feel like it's light on information that we could need. A little bit, but the, to be fair, my instinct is she's decided this is the way it is with her and her brother. Yeah. Right? She's happy with that. Okay. For yeah, whatever reason. Fair enough. She's now recently started going out with someone who says she needs to address, may or suggesting that she should address it. Is that because she's having conversation about her brother? Is it because... This person is concerned about the commitment that they're going. To, she's going to be able to give if she's if she's not got a commitment with her brother. I I think it's probably much more likely that you get to choose when whether you deal with this or not. But actually, you don't necessarily have to address it with your brother. You just need to be sure that you're addressing how you feel about that situation. Hmm. I think. What do you think? I think that she's put up a brick wall. With regard to her brother. Okay. It's like, that's done and dusted. It's game over. And I think that everything that she's saying to us indicates that. Yeah. But that said, she's writing to us to ask about it, which means... She has doubts. The brick wall isn't as brick as she thought it was. The brick wall isn't as brick as she thought it was. You know, it's not as... I know. Maybe it's a rubber wall. (laughs) Solid. (laughs) Yeah, it's not as solid. It's not as... Okay. You know, some of the mortars getting away. Yeah. Okay. He needs a bit of repointing. Exactly. And I think <laughs> that that is not something that's going to go away. No. That's just something that's going to niggle in the back of her mind. And I think, I mean, if that was me, I would say, okay, I'm thinking about this. Like, if I was thinking about it so much where I was like, well, I will never talk to him again. That's the end of that. And if I was spending a lot of time thinking about that, you know I that. know that's bothering me now. It's right and there. That is going to bother me every time I think of him. Every single forever. Day. Yeah. So I would say that maybe, maybe it is worth having a conversation with him, or or not even having a conversation, but maybe it's worth thinking about what it would be like to have a conversation with him. Okay. Because I feel at the moment she's saying, "Oh well, I don't speak to him. That's it. That's the end of that. It's you know we're done with but, that." But there's 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 doubt there because she wrote the letter. Yeah, no, I get that. And actually, not only that, she's been single a long time <clears throat> and then suddenly she's recently started seeing someone and this person is suggesting it would be good to meet for a chat. I'm just wondering if she understands that maybe the person who's with her recognises that there's more going on there. Possibly, You yeah. know, and that's a good sign of care from the person that you're with or about yeah. to be with. Whether you end up together or not, that's actually not a bad indicator because you may not be aware of it sometimes you say, oh, I'm done. But actually, how you are is informed by how you feel about a thing. You can't hide it. Yeah. You know, you think you are, but you don't really hide how you're feeling. So, yeah, there is an element to that. And actually, closure is important, isn't it? It really is important on so many uh, 
aspects. And in yeah, a way, you even know, if it's the last conversation you ever had with your brother. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, sometimes you interact with people and it seems to be at fraught times. It's never in a calm space of going, you know, this is how I feel. Or more importantly, you know, nothing drama is happening. <laughs> no drama is happening. I'm just here to see how are you, how I feel about you, you know. I wonder, is he still with the woman who didn't like drove him. a wedge between them? Yeah, but, you know, we're only t- taking her. I know, but I just mean, I wonder is, you know. Is that still a thing? Yeah, is the <clears throat> is the woman the big wedge or was she just, was she the final nail in the coffin well, or was she the first? I'm sure it wouldn't have assisted matters. Yeah. And then also, even whether she did or not, the the perception from Tina's side might be, you know, oh, well, that's it now. You know, it's... And interesting, do you know what's interesting as well? Yeah. Is you know if you're not in a relationship for ages. Yeah. Right? You get very... Set. Yeah, you're very set and it's nice. You know, <laughs> like you're, you're like nobody comes too close. Everything's safe. But then as soon as you open, like you, you get very used to how you feel about everything. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you bring someone into that. There's a vulnerability that comes with that. Yeah. And yeah. they and you kind of have to explain yourself a little bit. And then you kind of think maybe, God, well, maybe. Maybe I didn't do the right thing. aren't as sorted as I thought they were. Yeah. But I, I think with family, it never really is. No, not you know, at all. The thing is, you don't choose your family. I would suggest that maybe you are feeling a little bit like you need to look at it, but it doesn't mean that you have to rush off and have a conversation with your brother. Yeah, it you, doesn't mean that... You I, need to prepare how you really feel about it. I think the only thing that we can take from what she said to us, because mm. she said, uh, I know it probably sound heartless, but I feel like I've given him a lot of my time and worry over the years and it hasn't done me any good. Okay. I think... The most that we can expect her to do here is I think she should stop saying to herself that's done and dusted. It's unrealistic she's never going to speak to her brother again because she's going to meet him at things. She's You know, there's going to be things where she will, yeah, you know, a funeral, uh, you know. Possibly, yeah. You know, you're not, you're never, re- no matter how distant you are from you're your brothers done. and sisters, you're never done with them. But, but, but the one, I will say this, right? The thing about it is, whether you have a chat with him or not, you seem to have to resolve how you feel about what's happened or yeah. even the interactions that you've had. The thing is, you've decided it's all his fault. You know, you've given the worry. You've done all this sort of stuff. He's domineering and judgmental. The thing is, there's more to every relationship, even if they are mostly the one at wrong. You know what I mean? So you have to accept and let it go. It's not just, you don't put the wall yeah. up. You need to accept where that relationship is and to actually let it go. Because some people say, oh, I've built the wall, that I'm done with that. But they still carry it everywhere they go. Oh, totally. So you need to learn how to let that go or yeah. to unpack that, whatever to, way that is. It doesn't necessarily mean meeting him. I, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't necessarily mean that. No, not at all. But, but I think it's it is It's the way you possible. frame it in your own head. Yeah, but it's, you know, and actually, even if you did have a conversation with him, it wouldn't necessarily resolve it for you. The thing is, you have to find a way. And I don't know how that way is or what that way is, or maybe that will make any sense to you. But the simple truth is, even though you say you're done with it, you're still carrying it. And maybe it's obvious to people around you. The other thing you don't want is a situation where she reaches out to her brother and he rejects her. Yeah, no, I know. And uh, that's what I mean. It's not necessarily the way to go on this. But the point is, there's clearly an issue that she has to... Yeah, resolve another, for herself. There's another step that she needs to make so that she's open out into, you know, it's it's not enough to just to build a wall. 
you have to because then you just carry it with you. You, you know, have to you have to actually acknowledge. You have to yeah. acknowledge how it makes you feel. And there are processes to do that. And we know there's great people to talk to about that. But the point is, we people are so reticent to talk to people about it. But the reality is, it's not enough to say, I've built a wall, that's it. You know, you, you have to tend to it. And then you spend more time tending to the wall that you've built. And, and it still doesn't contain what's happened behind it. What Tina needs to do is she needs to find an open door that she never saw before. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Tina. You don't she's know. Done the building a wall around her. Yeah, no, Tina, you don't know me, so you haven't heard my song, but I refer you to In Your Eyes because <laughs> you're very clear at the beginning. You don't know who we were. Tina probably just dazed out there. Going, huh? <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Go to Spotify immediately and do your research, Tina. Yeah. In Your Eyes solves everybody's problems. No, no. It does. <laughs> no, you know, you can't contain what's happening. Clearly, you have to acknowledge something here or something has to be resolved. You- but it cannot be a condition. I will say this. It cannot be a condition of you getting involved with someone else either. No. And, and it's not for them to say when that time is right. No, absolutely not. And so- you know what the other thing I will say, right? I'm just trying to think back. Any time I've ever decided that we no longer speak in a situation, you know, in one of those situations and there are very few. Okay. But there are definitely times like when a friendship or a relationship or something where you're like, oh, this is the end of this and that I haven't spoke to them again. Mm. It's always been easy not to speak to them again. Yeah. And I think when you are cutting somebody out of your life, when you when when you've actually made the final decision, when it's mm-hmm. when it's the final decision, it's actually quite easy. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're cutting someone out of your life and you're finding it difficult, then it's not resolved. It's not resolved. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the other th- the other big side of that, grow. Let's be honest, is this isn't just cutting someone out of his life; it's cutting your flesh and blood out. I know. And yeah. flesh and blood doesn't make you family. Do you understand me? We know that. I know. We know yeah, that. Totally. But at the same time. You have history, you have a shared history. This person knew you in a way nobody else did, regardless of whether you like it or not. Do you understand? Yeah. And, and he may have come to an understanding. Maybe he's come to a different place. You know, no people stay the same. And, and you might not be able to control what you do about no. this. But what you can do, we need to clarify this. Yeah. We're, we're definitely not saying, pick up the phone and no, reach out to him. That's not what we're saying at all. But what we're saying is that reframe it in your, that if you're having niggling doubts about cutting somebody out of your life forever, Reframe it in your head. I'm not talking to him then. Yeah, not today. Yeah, not today. Not for not for the moment. And and not only that, I'm not going to think about that today. Yeah. And and the thing is, you just have to think about if something keeps coming into your face, and if somebody else notices it, yeah, then you need to resolve it. It doesn't mean the answer is going and talking to your brother. The thing is, it's about if something comes up to you often enough, you've got to pay attention to it. Yeah. You just have to. That's it. You know, yeah, totally. It's true of anything. So, I have to say, Tina, the one, the first thing that I wrote down when I read your letter was, I love the fact that Tina kind of takes no prisoners. Yeah, no, she's great. I do like that idea that, yeah. you know, you have built a wall, but you built a wall for a reason. Yeah. And actually, that's a healthy thing sometimes in the yeah. sense of, there's no point in staying in a toxic space just because you're related. And, and, and I want to be very clear about that. Yeah. Nobody has any right to give you that kind of toxicity. But yeah. You know, misunderstandings happen, but more importantly, people change over time. Maybe, you know, you don't know. But if the issue here isn't whether you should resolve with your brother, it's about whether you are resolved properly about your brother. Completely. Yeah. Where you are is you're safe on your island, but you're (laughs) out on the edge this time. (laughs) 
Oh my god. You're welcome, Tina. You're welcome. Tina, sending you love. Sending you love on a Spotify link. <laughs> Um, attention Agony Rants listeners I am on tour at the moment Are you on tour? I am indeed with my show Glamour Hammer Very exciting uh, It has been so much fun going around the country um, We did lots of dates in January um, And there are further dates <gasps> In March, April, May And all the way through to October And we've added shows in Westport Westport you're breaking my heart <laughs> Why? Do they want you so much? Uh, not, mo- not as much as, I, as everybody thought they did. <laughs> <laughs> but Westport and Armagh, I have shows there. I also have an extra date just gone on sale in Limerick and in Cork. The Everyman in Cork. Oh. I did it there a couple of weeks ago. It was fantastic. I'm doing another night there in October. It's so weird because we're doing kind of the same venues. <laughs> oh, I'm following you around. I'm in Armagh and I, really? in the marketplace. Who in the yeah. marketplace? I love well, the marketplace. Well, tell your audience to come to me because there's loads of seats. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're doing the Everyman. Wait, we haven't been there for a few years now. The illegals are coming there. Oh. So I know we had such a good time there last time. So I'm very excited. It's very exciting. I so know. you can go, uh, you basically can pick an Agony Ranter. <laughs> or go on. to both <laughs> yeah um, so you can check out my dates on girlfairly.com or at the link in my Instagram bio uh, Neve illegal dates are oh, on yeah, they're, oh they're on the Facebook uh, Facebook in the old person's kind of thing <laughs> you'll find all the all the dates there we'd love to see it most of the venues that you're at we're at as well you know so I, I, I just love it and actually I'm hoping to do some date nighters as well so ooh so solo dates so me and me and the husband but basically you come to couples therapy that's really always fun <laughs> We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you like this show and you would like to support us, what you can do is you can pay us a fiver a month. Yeah, hard any money at all. Which is about one twenty-five for yeah. each episode. And, and, you know, cheaper the price. Exactly. We will use that money to buy uh, scones. Yeah. Cakes. <laughs> Just the things that keep us, that sustain us and keep us in show mode. I know. It's very, very important. And in return for that, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And there is a whole plethora of Uh, shows. Wonderful use of plethora. Thank you, Neve. Thank you. Um, The show that we are cross-promoting this week is a fantastic show. It's called Fad Camp. I love this show. It's so good, isn't it? Mm. They're back for their new season. It's season four of Fad Camp. Wow. And you, you were on... Bad camp. I, I did. I, I had a moment with baby food conversation and I'm not even sure. I just happened to be here recording a podcast <laughs> and suddenly I was on another podcast talking about, because I, I have opinions, as we know. And we it was indeed. about, and actually I have serious opinions about the whole slimming and food and how obsessed we are with this whole body image rubbish thing. You know? Well, then Bad Camp is the podcast for you. It's hosted by Grace and Connor. They are hilarious. And what they do is they talk about fad diets. And they test out some of the stuff. And it is hilarious. Like it is. But actually, it makes you feel great. Yeah. That's all you want from a podcast. 100%. Why are we promoting them? They're so good. They yeah. don't need it. No, no, no. Anyway, this is a show that you should definitely listen to. No, blue. Fad Camp. <laughs> <laughs> So, so check out Fad Camp and here is a little teaser. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture. Hosted by me, Grace Mulvey. And me, Connor Dowling. 
If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet. Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. Dear Leaving a Road, very personal issue here, so please call me Dolly. This January, I turned 31. I'm the last of my friend group to be single. The rest are engaged or living with a partner or married. I've had several boyfriends over the years, but no one I really connected with deeply, so I never really settled. I've worked hard at school, at uni and in my career, and I've always prioritised those things over my love life. Six months ago, I met a wonderful man, 14 years my senior. Ooh, exciting. He was recently separated from his partner of 20 years with whom he shares four children. Eldest of in their 20s, 22, two teenagers and a six-year-old who is the youngest. I told him from the outset I don't want to be a stepmother and don't see that as being part of my life. I broke up with him for three days telling him I was afraid we would be at a stalemate in a few months and that I couldn't see a way forward. He assured me he isn't seeking a stepmother figure at all for his kids. That is not part of our relationship. We soon reconciled. He accepted what I had said and we have since developed a wonderful relationship. We have gone on lots of little trips together. We can talk about everything. We love each other. In short, he is a good person through and through. Sounds positive. Mm -hmm. I initially told my best friends about him. They collectively agreed it wouldn't be in my best interest to be with him. I also told them when we set I also told them when we separated, but I never told them we got back together. So I haven't bounced my thoughts off anyone at all, which is where you guys come in. <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> I've also never shared shared with my family about my relationship, passing off my many trips and outings with him as being out with different friends. This man hasn't a penny to his name and cannot afford to move away from his ex, so they still share a home. The cost of living crisis takes no prisoners, but ironically does create some. There is no indication he will rent a place of his own. He has said he might eventually move out and live with his parents. I lived and rented for years in Dublin before moving back to my family home in Leinster during the pandemic and have not yet moved back. The cost of renting in Dublin, you know yourself. I'm at the point where I'm feeling I need to move back to the city and I would like to meet someone who doesn't have children. I feel supremely guilty over this. I love this man very deeply and he has been nothing but wonderful to me since we first met. I don't pass any judgment on his having kids and I'm not seeking some Mr. Perfect character with no baggage because we all have baggage. I just know I don't want to meet his kids who are all gorgeous and wonderful, I know, or be part of their lives, nor do I want to live here and and base my life around them. In the next year or two, I'd like to develop a long-term relationship with a man with a view towards living together, getting married. I've never lived with a boyfriend before and I'm ashamed to say my longest relationship is only one year long. So I'm not extremely familiar with the operation of long-term relationships. In business, I advise clients to mitigate risks. It's ironic. I can see the risks here, but for me, the benefits have been outweighing the risks up to now. Being with him has brought love into my life, as well as affection, intimacy and joy like I've never felt before. Up to now, I've always tried to delay gratification. I'm always willing to put in the hard work for a future payoff. For example, degree slash promotion. 
I'm struggling with this scenario because it's not clear cut. If I cut my losses with this man now, my future self might wind up worse off rather than better off. Despite the difficulties he faces, he never brings it into our relationship. He has consistently treated me with kindness, respect and love. We also just get each other and can relax together completely in each other's company. I, I worry I'll never find this a kind of connection again. I was happy single and I am happy in a relationship. But at this point in my life, I know I'd prefer to be in a relationship. Really enjoy the pod and would appreciate your insight. Dolly. Mm. Just so many things. So, so, so many things. Um, this, <laughs> Dolly, this is really hard. Dolly, I'll be honest with you. You're not really in a relationship. I know. You're not. You, you think you are. You're taking all the nice things in life. Neither yeah. are you living in the space. You're doing, you're living a lovely life together. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the reality is he has four children. Regardless of the fact that he's living with his ex or anything like that. He has four children. One of them is six years old, which means that child is around for, needs him for a long time. You cannot not be in those children's lives if yeah. you're in a relationship with him because they are part of his life. Yeah. And if he can compartmentalize them out of your his life, then he is, you know, it's not, it, it, it's not even an option. He can't. No, he can't. You know, no. the thing is he has four children and that's it. That doesn't mean that you're wrong for not wanting that. You know, and that's okay. Everything's lovely. You're both living in your own spaces. You come together, have a lovely honeymoon style life where you got lovely trips together. You enjoy each other's company. There's nothing wrong with all of those things. Yeah. And they are a part of a relationship where they are not the whole of a relationship. The truth is the real world is in part of the relationship. Yeah. Of every serious relationship. And the thing is, you're not wrong to want all these things but the truth is you've already decided he's not part of your life because you're not bringing him into any other part of your life except yeah. that little dream world you live with him like I always think that that's a real sign if you are hiding somebody mm -mm. in any way it just what it does is it, it puts massive pressure on the relationship but it also yeah. it only allows the relation to relationship to exist in this kind of oxygen chamber where everything's perfect because yeah. it, it's the outside world just doesn't come into it and um, one thing I wanted that I'm just looking at now is you're, you are only six months with him yeah like that's that's very early to be thinking about anything else well, even with somebody who's perfect yeah you know perfect in inverted commas mm. like when you're only six months with them you have a lot of hurdles yeah. To, to hop over before you decide that this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I know. I know. There's a lot going on there. But I, I mean, personally, I think that you never find someone with baggage. And I know that you're not looking for that. But the truth is, you've already know that this person isn't coming across your life because you're not introducing them into your space. Yeah. And the simple truth is, you're you're saying in the next year or two. So you're, you, you have a life plan in your head and this doesn't fit in it. But you've met someone who you care very deeply about and yeah. someone you really enjoy. And there's n nothing wrong with that. And that doesn't take away from how you're feeling about that person. You're worried about... Whether, you know, if you cut it off, you, you you might be worse off rather than better off. But the truth is you're not testing this relationship. No. And so uh, you, there's nothing, there's nothing there to test. Exactly. I, and that see, and that's thing. not changing anytime soon. You, you can test the relationship, but you also have to test the plan. Yeah, you do. Like, 
It never there's, goes there's to plan. Some stuff there. <laughs> okay, on paper it doesn't look great. No. You know, it, ju- it just doesn't look great. There's some, because there's some nice things there's in there. You can see things. it and you can see that you have great respect for him. But you're, you, you, don't, you don't want to be part of his kid's life. You're hiding him. That stuff doesn't look great. You're saying he has to live with his wife, but that's not necessarily true. You could end up, you get in the house. And he could. And he could move into that. Yeah. Like, but that's not on her agenda. But, but it's not on her agenda because it doesn't fit the life plan. So like the life plan. And I guarantee you, if he moves in with you, children will come. Of course they will. You know, that's it. And and so that's not what you want. The sad, you the you sad, already know that. Dolly. Yeah, of course. And like, and like the sad bit about relationships is you don't just get, get to cherry pick the good stuff. No, you don't. God, I wish you could do that. We, we'd all love that, wouldn't I we? I mean, <laughs> that would be. I know. But you just don't get to do that. And that's the, like, that's the sad reality. I think that you uh, are somebody that knows exactly what they want. And here's the thing, right? When you, t- like she says, is she 31? Yeah, mm-hmm. 31. Here's the thing. When you, thir- when you turn 30. You feel you should be checking the boxes. You, you do. You start to, you, mm. you take another step up on the stairs, whether you want to or not. And, it, and it, you become very aware that not only are, like it's in your 20s. I know. It's all about, oh, he's amazing. He's an artist. <laughs> oh, look. None yeah, yeah. Oh, he did, he's, nobody's going to tie him down. But yeah. then in your 30s, you're like, I want to see a pension plan. What's going on? <laughs> like, who are you? 30s, you're not only looking for a partner, you're actually looking at a lifestyle. Yeah. A, you know, y- you've already got plans for yourself. And, and as those plans, as you start to shape those plans, it, you want a partner that's going to fit in with them. And you will find it, Dolly. I have absolutely no doubt you will find it. I was 30 what? when I met my husband. You know, I was in my 30s and I wasn't looking, let me tell you. <laughs> but but, but, but I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, Dolly, I think you already know the answer to this question. You yeah. just want somebody to say it's okay to feel that way. The truth is, it doesn't make him less admitting that. And actually yes. also, the truth is, it's a lovely experience you're having there. And I love that. But the simple truth is, if he's for you, he won't pass you. So the thing is, his children are a factor of life. If you're not ready to be a part of it, that's it. You need to actually really be serious about what you're doing here. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, you're not helping him either. The other thing is, right, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you staying in this relationship. Yeah. Even with you not being involved in his kid's life. Yeah. If that is what you want and that's what he wants and you're both happy to do that. Yeah. Like people have the oddest, weirdest relationships. You don't and, have and to live together. You don't have to do anything. Absolutely it's, it's, not. You don't have to take drastic action but now. The problem is that you're not happy with the way things are. You're not, and because it's clear. You're not, you are not making a plan that includes him. You're not including him in your plan. You're not modifying your plan to sue him. But also, you are blinkered on... And there's nothing wrong with that, because that's what we do in relationships. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're only with him six months. But you... I think I think she knows in her heart that this this isn't the one and she wants permission to maybe bail. To me, what's happening here is her heart is saying one thing, her head's saying another thing. But the simple truth is they need to be reconciled. Yeah. And she knows it's coming. And she may be able to reconcile that in another six months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, things can change and I'm not saying run out and fix that. But I think you are already making those decisions unconsciously. Completely. Not to in, include him in your life. And that's exactly. okay. Yeah. And that's okay. And the thing is, you're being honest with him, which is lovely. But I'm going to tell you, if you have children, they're part of your life. Yeah. That's and it. if you want this to work, 
you have to stop hiding them. Yeah. People have relationships with people that are older than them. That's yeah. Like, sure my husband's 11 years older than me. It's there not, you go. He didn't Look have any the kids, child to be bride. fair. I'm the in a child bride, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> he's 66 getting his pension and I tell you he's still a child but the thing is you can't the, the past is there it informs who we are but when it comes to children there are relationships that will come even if the person is separated from their children yeah, the thing totally. is the relationships are still there you can't change that you don't want it I mean you're 30 you're still young you may know that you don't want children but you don't know what's ahead for you the simple truth is you are already making those decisions whether you're aware or not that you are not bringing him across your life. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the what for what it is because to be honest, he's clearly not rushing it beyond that either. But, so. but if the thing that's holding you back is being embarrassed because he's older and he has kids. Oh yeah. Leave that. That's nobody's anybody's conversation. That. You just don't need to worry about it's that. It's nothing to that's, do with you. It's nothing to do. And if, you, and if your friends <laughs> can't see that, yeah. they need to cop on. That's yeah. silly. But so I think you just need to ask yourself what it is you want mm-hmm. because if it's with this guy modify the life plan yeah if it's not with this guy there's nothing wrong with you saying this is lovely but I want more yeah and uh, completely nothing right. wrong with that, that completely that's right. great and it's great to be able to know that so and, and if I, you do move on I totally applaud you for that yeah completely oh my god like what like what a brilliant thing to be able to look at your life yeah. and go I want more than this. I'm going to move on. I'm going to take a bit of short-term pain to hope that I really get what I want in the future. And maybe in a few years' time when things are different, you never know. But the simple truth of it is you may have regret about thing. You may or may not find something better. And I put air quotes around that because actually you might just find something different. And different is always sometimes better for you. Totally. You know, so uh, personally, better is a funny term, I think, in this circumstance. I think, you know, this is not for you. Certainly not now. So, you know, enjoy the enjoy the fun and the loveliness of it in those little stolen moments. But this is not a relationship because it's not across your life. Completely. And you know what I will say as well? Mm-hmm. If you do break up with them, yeah. you're going to have moments. A week. Where you're sitting at home. Week. Where you are. <laughs> Drinking wine. We've been what that person. What have I done? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> but you have to just look at it and go, what I did there was. I did the right thing. I did the right thing for me. Or I knew what I wanted for the future and I took, made a choice to bring me onto that path. And Yeah, don't be wishy-washy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for God's sake, don't make it easy to text them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at two in the morning. <laughs> if we reverse this. Right, okay. And if he was writing to us. Yeah. What would we be saying? What we'd be saying about Dolly is she's not all in. And she isn't. She's hiding you from her friends. Yeah. She's, she doesn't want to be involved with your kids. Yeah. So. And it's not a judgment on you, Dolly. No, not at all. I oh think, my God, not at all. But, I think it's a protection. I think it's a protection thing. And I understand that. Yeah. You know, and I think if you were all in on him, it wouldn't matter whether he had kids or not. I wish I was somebody that could write a letter like that at 31. It's pretty amazing. What yeah. I want. <sighs> I'm very jealous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dolly, we hope it works out. Let us know how you got on. Yeah, dying to know. Absolutely. Um, we send out love and respect to all our people who write in. You know? Yeah, thanks um, so much for all the people that are writing in and that yeah, trust we us love with your it. problems. And I'm really sorry we're only a comedian and a Eurovision winner. <laughs> I know. I, I wish, wish I could give proper advice. I know, but you know, we, we mean well. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, just... Never underestimate what a good slap on the face can do. <laughs> if our advice that we give doesn't work, just think. 
Could a slap on the face make this situation better? <laughs> uh, Angryrants at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Oh, please do. Uh, we would love to hear from you as always. Yeah. And we'll chat to you very soon. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.